to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Welcome, everybody. What's up? This is Brian Scott, your host for The Injured List. Welcome to Episode 3, The Big C, Noah, and Cam. So while I was getting ready to um, <clears throat> make another guest appearance on my buddy uh, Abe Delgado's talk show, The Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Show on Facebook Live, earlier this evening I was reminded of the current climate this country is in. And I was called in for the emergency procedure. If you don't already know, I work in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine practice uh, for the past uh, 12 plus years. I've been involved in sports medicine for over 18 years, um, but none of this is the unusual aspect of my story. I had just been reading earlier in the day about how there was some public disdain for um, New York Mets pitcher Noah Syndergaard having had his Tommy John surgery done late last week, as well as the Boston Red Sox pitcher Chris Sales having the same procedure. And... This is coming in the wake of all this coronavirus pandemic and the fact that elective procedures have basically been canceled or postponed across the country at multiple medical facilities and hospitals. And um, um, subsequent reaction to this in the wake of this news, a famed orthopedic doctor, uh, surgeon Dr. James Andrews announced that he's going to be stopping performing any of these uh, procedures moving forward at his Florida facility. Now, um, this comes like 11 days after the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, issued executive order, I think it was March 20th, prohibiting, quote, um, any medically unnecessary, non-urgent, or non-emergency procedure or surgery which, if delayed, does not place a patient's immediate health, safety, or well-being at risk, or will, if delayed, not contribute to the worsening of a serious life-threatening or medical condition. So... While I understand the reaction by fans, um, there are some very important things to realize here about what took place. For starters, remember we're talking about professional baseball pitchers with millions of dollars, um, guaranteed contract money over their heads. So as we all know, uh, money talks, and unfortunately this is a part of life. It doesn't Sometimes uh, financial reasons can kind of guide these or drive these decisions. I'm not saying that the medical professionals are doing anything inappropriate. What I can tell you is that you better believe there are some extra added uh, amounts of pressure to get these athletes treated in, quote, a timely fashion, end quote. And by timely, I mean what's basically in the best interest of the athletes and their organization. Um, special consideration is taken into account with timing because of these at when it comes to these athletes because at the professional level, um, again, it's all about timing. It's all about money. It's all about getting them ready for that next game, that next performance, that next playoff run, that next championship run, period. You may not like it, but that's a fact. Now, <clears throat> while I'm not advocating that these executive orders be violated, I do want to educate fans that these are extenuating circumstances. What makes them extenuating is the location where these surgeries were performed. Um, for one, the Curlin Job Clinic in L.A., where Chris Sales had his surgery, and the Hospital for Special Surgery in West Palm Beach, Florida, where Noah Syndergaard had his performed, are not your typical public hospitals. They're privately run specialty hospitals that perform only orthopedic procedures. 
they operate literally with a different set of rules and they have flexibility and autonomy within their facilities that other institutions are just not afforded based on their status and services that they offer. You won't find any COVID-19 patients in these facilities because they basically only treat and house all elective inpatient surgeries, which have also been canceled and postponed. So it's likely that these procedures were done at some type of outpatient facility where you go home the same day, thus reducing reducing any risk of spreading the disease. I'm not saying that it was reduced or impossible because, as we all know, you, it's impossible to foresee with this virus. It spreads and people are asymptomatic for two weeks, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to get into that. But so, you know, the risks were somewhat mitigated. On a personal note, I think the timing could have used a little bit more tact on the part of the organization and the physicians involved. And I don't think it would have been a big deal if they could have waited at least another week or two for some of the COVID-19 pandemic to improve. I mean, these athletes would not have lost that much time in the grand scheme of things. I mean, we're talking about a 9 to 12 month recovery after Tommy John surgery before they're back to full velocity pitching off a mound. And most guys are more toward that 12 month mark. And when they do come back, they're under some type of varying pitch counts where um, they're closely monitored by an athletic trainer and the healthcare team. And um, they won't step on a mound until they're given the green light. So they would not have really lost that much time. Now, while I applaud Dr. Andrews for taking the initiative and for addressing the issue by stating publicly that all of Tommy John procedures will be stopped at his Florida location, let, let's be realistic and not forget here that often these surgeons, especially guys at this level, um, are operating in multiple facilities across the country. So I didn't hear him mention anything about his other facilities, nor have I heard any of the other surgeons mention that. So I don't think this is the end of it, probably. Um, this may happen again. Uh, but I think that, you know, with athletes having time on their side now that things are canceled and postponed, I'm hoping that the medical community will, you know, take that into consideration, step up and do the right thing and not offend the public and not, um, you know, let it interfere with the care of the coronavirus patients, um, which, you know, I do not think at all was the intention here. Um, we're going to take a quick break, change gears a little bit, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk Cam Newton. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, so um, I've spoken about Cam Newton before on my guest appearances on the Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Show. <clears throat> I've also discussed his list, Frank, injury and surgery. So let's talk about his progress and my prediction for this upcoming season. Uh, he's been all over Instagram posting videos of himself working out and doing some live passing drills recently. To his credit, he looks good. But I mean, <laughs> the guy's built like a myth mythical god. I mean, he's 6'5", 245 pounds, chiseled. Um, so that doesn't really surprise me to see him in such great shape. He's always been in great shape. Um, I'm going to play a little soundbite from the video that he posted recently that was um, on ESPN.com, just so we can have a listen while I kind of uh, describe a little bit about what's going on. I'm telling you, Rudy Pooh, he think I'm, he think I'm second. Can't gonna be out there. Street, you trash. Uh, I has been. Uh, oh, 
don't know if you caught that or not. He said a has been. So he's basically talking smack here. He's he's got a little fire burning inside. He's got something to prove. Um, but let's take a take a step back for a moment, if you will, and let's take a look at what's really going on here in this video. Um, first thing I notice is he's not in pads. He's not in uniform. And he's just thrown to some receivers who are running routes uncovered or hindered by any sort of obstacles. So essentially he's just working out his arm and some timing. He's uh, doing a couple of two-step, three-step, you know, six, seven-step drops, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Not, at least I'm not sure if it does. Um, but that's what he's doing, basically. Now, um, let's also not forget that it was his left foot. So it's not the foot that he's planting and throwing off of. He's right-handed. So it was his left foot. And so I didn't really expect to see him performing these drills with too much difficulty. So I'm not really sure the value in these videos he's posting. I mean, in none of them is he running. In none of them is he sprinting. In none of them is he doing any type of cutting or changing of direction, which is basically the most crucial component or function of the Sliz Frank joint mechanically. So whether or not he was cleared to do that, I don't know. Apparently he was cleared by his surgeon. Apparently he was also cleared by a second opinion that he sought in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, all this according to his agent. So... Um, you know, take that with a grain of salt, I guess, if you will. Now, being cleared is a vague term, but let's just assume it means that he's cleared to go full steam ahead, which with the Liz Frank injury, if it's a soft tissue one only involving the ligaments, that can sometimes be at about four months, which is right where he's at. But typically with full contact sports like football, it can sometimes be as much as six to nine months before they're kind of letting him get hit, tackled, and doing everything in pads. So let's just assume soft tissue ligament injury. He's four months out. So he's right where he should be, in my opinion. And basically, he'll be ready to go come August or September, whenever the football season rolls around and gets started. So he's going to have his moment to shine and prove to the, the world, especially in the NFL world, what he's capable of. Um, but, you know, let's not forget these Liz Frank injuries can be devastating, and they can seriously hamper your ability to get back to pre-injury levels. But again, we're talking about Cam Newton. He's a freak of nature. So now these injuries are often missed. And unfortunately, ones that have delayed treatment are often associated with worse outcomes. And if you remember during the season, he had some delayed treatment. Part of that was at his own admission that he was kind of hiding the severity of the injury from the medical team at the Panthers. You know, this all could kind of play into why things kind of played out the way they did. Who knows? But you know, if, uh, I'm basically sending a cautionary tale out to you fantasy football people out there. There's a good chance that he may never be the cam of old when factoring in his age, his injury, the recovery, and the time out of action he spent. Yeah, he looks good on videos, which I think are more of a video resume for potential suitors and his agent probably encouraged him to do. But he's not back to full football activities yet, so let's hold off a little bit on the excitement. Bottom line, he's got a chip on his shoulder, and rightfully so. I mean, the Panthers basically did not do him any favors by waiting so long to announce that he was tradable, and then did him even more dirty by releasing him so late in the free agent game. Best case scenario for him, I feel, is that he's going to go to the Chargers. I mean, warm California weather, hopefully a better offensive line, chance to compete for a starting job while they develop their next quarterback. I like him. I, I, he's got some great years behind him. He's an athletic freak at quarterback, and who's got tremendous upside. He has at times looked unstoppable, especially during his, and right after his uh, MVP year in 2015. I hope we haven't seen the best of him. I hope that the best of him is still yet to come. I just have to take a realistic point of view 
knowing what I know about this injury and how it affects people and especially athletes. I see him doing well this year because of his motivation and because of the physical attributes, despite his foot injury. I'm just not sure that was the real reason for his decline in the last couple of seasons leading up to his injury. But I guess we'll see. I I see him this year as a late pickup and a fantasy bench player on my roster at best. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode. I'm doing my best to keep some episodes coming on a weekly basis, but as this coronavirus pandemic peaks, and I I may be called into more action, I'm already limited with regards to my time to make some meaningful meaningful content, so this doesn't help. However, I'm going to be working on getting my former and current healthcare and sports medicine colleagues slash friends lined up for interviews to discuss various sports medicine-related topics, and I'm excited to share that information with all of you. Please remember to thank your healthcare workers. As they, as they always do, they work tirelessly long shifts to provide necessary care during this pandemic. For us, it is actually not much different than how we go about our typical workdays. Sure, we've had to make some changes in the wake of this virus, but it has once again proven to me anyway that those of us who choose to work in this profession do so with much disregard for our own well-being and without any second thoughts or hesitation about helping those in need. So remember to make sure that your healthcare workers are taken care of and that you remember we all have families and loved ones dealing with this pandemic as well. Post-traumatic stress disorder is real, so make sure that if you know anyone on the front lines of this COVID-19, like I do with my friends and family back in New York City, make sure you check in with them from time to time and make sure they are taken care of. In the meantime, everyone, stay safe, stay active, and stay healthy.